Hey everyone, welcome to Jojo's World. Greetings and mornings welcomes. Mornings welcomes one and all. It's you the there, time. boy. What morning is it? Why, tis morning morning, ah, sir. Well, morning's welcome to you and yours then. Why, thank you, me lord. Tis Christmas in but a month. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Valentine, the other one of the co-hosts. This is Jojo's World, our Jojo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where we recap and discuss Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, ostensibly. Not in that order, though. At all. Alright. In fact, typically, the order does tend to go... Complete fucking bullshit. Some recap and discuss, but then more bullshit. I don't know why you've got to put me on blast like this. No, I'm not putting you on blast. I'm putting us on blast. Think about it this way, Liam. When it's together, fine it's then. Fine. Today will be the serious episode where we're all business all the time. No, what have I done? Here are the top five themes of this episode. Mm-hmm. Go on. Um, up is good. Down is bad. Um. <laughs> Disinfect your wounds. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, That's two themes. Yep. Uh, if you feed someone sugar, you can reduce them to an animal-like state. I don't know if that's a theme. All men must die. Oh, that's a theme. That's mm-hmm. a theme. And girls have emotions. You know, this goes against everything I've ever learned. So anyway. Yeah. Today. Yeah. We watch yeah. the yeah. 30th episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 Vento Oreo 3-0. That's... Divisible zero three zero. (laughs) It is also the 143rd episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in its entirety. Mm. Mm. One, four, three. Is that divisible by three? The episode covers chapter 554 through 559 of the manga. That's a lot of chapters. That's like six chapters. (laughs) Four, five, six. It's like seven, five seven. chapters. Oh yeah, it's like six chapters. Yeah, baby. You got it right. Yeah, baby. You did it. Shagadella. Now you're the math now genius. Now I am Austin Powers. <laughs> but Liam, you've never donated to Patreon before. How can you be a oh, sexual we have, beast? We are really off our money to the Don't worry, Liam. It's all going to come together. The heat is picking up. It's... <laughs> I, I only like thought about it the other day. When I said it was like a super hot day... I think I said what, like, how many degrees it was. But then I thought, most people would only know Fahrenheit. I'm sure they can put it together. I hope they can, because I reckon Douglas Broom can, the Patreon of this episode. Douglas Broom, of course, is a broom made from a Douglas fir, which is a sort of tree. Is a Douglas a real tree? A Douglas fir. Oh, a Douglas fir. Yeah. But what about a Douglas broom? I think that's a sort of Christmas tree. But what about a Douglas Broom broom? Like, because Douglas Broom is the man tree. Who I assume is jacked <laughs> to the point where he's a tree. <laughs> Nick, are you okay today? No, no, it's really warm, Liam, okay? It's really warm. Douglas Broom, we appreciate the financial and mora- morality support <laughs> you've given us. You make us good when we need to be. Yeah, when we lose our moral compass, we know we can come back to you. Not unlike the man, or sorry, rather unlike the man in... Riverdale recently, who was who lost his moral compass and then said, I'm sorry, Jughead, I failed you, and then turned and jumped through a stained glass window on the second floor. What? Riverdale, baby, it's crazy. What is this show? It's based on Archie Comics. I know, but what is this show? It's stupid, I love it. Excellent. So. 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 It's... 35 degrees. 38 today, I believe. It's 38 degrees? Oh, fuck. 
And I know, I know all of you listeners come here to listen to us talk about the temperature, the number, and how we choose to express it, and how it makes us feel. But I'm so sorry, we do have to move on and recap and discuss JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. No. In today's episode, Green Day and Oasis, (gasps) part one. (gasps) I didn't realise it was going to be multi-part, Liam. No, I cleverly hid that from you. You dastardly beast. As, um, as is explicitly called to attention by Bruno Bucciarati this week, mm-hmm. we are in the, f- the latest in a long line of double battles. Yes. Of course, we had, um, we had the boys on the train. <gasps> Pesci and Prosciutto. Yep. Uh, we had Shark Boy <laughs> and Tongue Boy. Sh- yep, yep. Uh, that's their names now. <laughs> yep. yep. I got no... I got no idea what their actual names are, but I remember they were dudes. Yep. And they were very much in love. Uh, homoerotic 1 and homoerotic 2. And was that was that each of the double battles? Uh, no, there was probably more, but yes. I'm going to say yes, that was probably it. Okay, great. And this is the third. The third, and per Bruno's assessment in this episode, the most intense of them all. <gasps> These two work together like they're on a whole nother level. Ooh. As though... They're more madly in love than the ones that were madly in love. Yeah, but that's not, but not, that's not what we see from them not at all. all like they that. have a weird um, master-servant BDSM relationship. <laughs> I'd see, the thing I got out of this was the guy gave him like a really nice face and that's why he liked him. The but guy no, gave him a really nice face. Yeah, the, Do you mean in like the... He looked at him nicely, no, or no, no, like no, no. the face-off sense. In the face-off sense, he gave him like a really nice face, like a really nice plastic surgery, and that's why he wears the gimp suit so it doesn't mess up his face. I see. That's not at all what it was. Oh, I but... see. I see why you've pulled that. Yes, yeah, so let's yeah. get to that. Um, we smash cut to where we left off last time, where Mister Guido, Mister our boy, e. he does something really cool and blows up a boat. Nice. Everyone's fine. Oh, what a lad. Now we can move upward and not be attacked by the mold. Genius. <laughs> the perfect plan. Meanwhile, up on the big balcony or whatever they're on, Chicolata and Seco are like, Oh, Seco, did you get that footage? Did you see their concerned faces? They tried not to die. And he, uh, he angrily grunts, Yes. And he shows them the, um, the... Shocked the pre- face. The preview screen of the vi- on the video camera, the camcorder, um, Ooh. of... Naranchi's upset face and is like, yes, good, good, good. And he's petting him like a dog, scratching him behind the ears. It's a bit more than just good, good, good. It's more like, ah, good. He sounds disturbingly orgasmic. Yes. To the point where maybe he should not be a doctor. (laughs) Well, it's a good thing he was... Disbarred? Not the right word, but the right idea, yes. Yeah. Why he was exiled? Yep, he was exiled. Why he was taken Like Napoleon. Napoleon? As in the conqueror Napoleon? Yeah, he was exiled. Was he? Yeah. What? What for? For being a megalomaniac. Yeah, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. The more curious someone is, the stronger they become mentally. Humans are the most curious of any other creature, and that's why they evolved. I can't wait to see these guys die. (laughs) Um, question... Yep. Is that science fact or science fiction? I'm going to go out there and, on a limb and say that that's some bullshit. Oh, speaking of bullshit, Liam, I have been watching Ancient Aliens. Okay, that sounds like some bullshit. It's incredible bullshit. 
Tell me about the ancient aliens. Did it's... they help us build the Sphinx? No, don't be ridiculous. They built the Sphinx. The Sphinx. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not the Sphinx, alright? We know it was called the Sphinx. It was that ancient aliens came down and gave us these guide stones, which are all connected to the world grid, right? Where different layers of latitude correspond to different levels of energy and vortices, which produce energy that they are using as gateways throughout the universe. Nick, I'm not going to lie, this sounds like some Death Stranding bullshit. <laughs> um, it, you, know, you know the meme of the guy who's like, is such a thing even possible? No, I yes, don't. What? You don't know that meme? No. What? You know the aliens guy? No. I don't know what you're talking about. What the hell is wrong with you? I'm going to have to spam this at you after this, but like, there's this meme where this guy who looks crazy is just like, aliens. Nick is pointing both of his hands at me. As the aliens guy does. Yes. Uh, and this is the show that he's from. And it's crazy. Okay. Liam. So the aliens give us the guide stones to jack us into the world grid so they can harvest our nano energy to create world portals? No. So they, they put the guide stones down for themselves and then give ancient technology to ancient people that we lost for some reason because the Nazis made a time machine. Uh, oh, this is Assassin's Creed. More or less, yeah. It's just like, oh, all the ancient history, it's all just aliens, man. It's all good. You know those gods? Aliens. And you're like, okay, cool. But if all the gods are aliens, are you sure someone didn't just imagine? So what's the purpose that they're driving at here? Uh, the aliens are going to come back and destroy us all. Oh, why? Uh, because the Mayan calendar ends in 2012. Oh no, that's ticking down. That's approaching. I know. I know. So that means that... Uh, <laughs> there was like an episode. It aged so well. There was an episode where they went, now the mind calendar ends in 2012. So will it be the end of the world? I don't think so. Will uh, it be Do you the remember coming? all of that 2012 hysteria? Do I? I remember there was a guy who, in 2012, he got a piece of toast and it had like Jesus' face on it or something. He went, that's it. It's 2012. This is a sign. This is a marker. And there were a good number of people that were like, my God, he's right. But counterpoint, Nick. Yeah. To play Ancient Aliens Advocate. Yeah. Hasn't the world gone fucking nuts after 2012? Well, that's because Ancient Aliens oh. have changed our society to be more crazy as time goes ah. on. Uh, you see now, you see. That was nice of them. Was it? Oh, Sekko, you're such a good boy. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? I am, master. Gollum. Gollum. Do, do you want some sweet things for your good camera work? I do, master. How many sweet things do you want? Two? I, no, I want three. You Three yes. sweet things? Give it to me. Uh, oh, oh, oh. So he throws some sugar cubes up into the air and Seko darts his head around and catches two. But then he's like, oops, I accidentally threw the third one over the cliff. Do not worry, master. I have a very good aim with my mouth. So he shoots a sugar cube out of his mouth. Mm-hmm bounces it off that sugar cube, which is going in the same direction, but thereby arresting its momentum. And so they fall the, down. And he catches them perfectly in his mouth. Science! The judges go nuts. They all give him a perfect 10. He's so well trained. Good boy. Who's a good, weird, BDSM. Yeah, more head rubs. More head rubs. Such a good boy, Seko. Now go murder Bucciarati and his friends with your stand, Oasis. <laughs> Opening happens. Nick, any new observations? Um, well, I thought... We've seen most of it by now. Yeah, I mused to you, Liam, that maybe what if... What if? Doppio, when he is the boss, 
is so jacked, so ripped, so shredded that he looks just like the silhouette that we've been seeing. And that's why he looks different to Doppio and why the silhouette looks different. The hair looks completely different. Yeah, because he's so fucking shredded. Like, he's just... Oh, he's been taking too much testosterone, so now his hairline's receding. Exactly. He's got those steroids, so he's just like, yeah, everything's going great. Not so much my hair, but you know what? Yeah. Meanwhile, (laughs) down on the ground, they're all like, oh no, we can't go back to sea because our boat blew up. And also we can't get in the boat because of the mould. Such trouble. Well, if we can't go down, we'll have to go up. They speculate about how, like, so the mould's range is extended by each corpse that's created. So... If, and there's cars driving up on the hill there. Mm-hmm. So if we can steal a nearby car, then we can just drive up the mountain that this village is at the base of and get out of here. Mm. Seems quite simple and straightforward when you put it that way. Yeah. Mm. Getting to Rome is the priority. Meanwhile, in the turtle, Giorno is trying to treat, treat Narantia and it's not going well. Mm. He's, uh... Narantia is very moody right now. He's got living mould in his wounds, so... Mm. We didn't see it. Thankfully. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in the turtle, Trish is like, Bucciarati is so cruel. He didn't even ask how Narantia was, if he was doing okay or not. And then when Narantia was in the boat, he told him to throw the turtle. Narantia then has the greatest of comebacks as Giorno awkwardly stands nearby. Yeah, the framing of this shot. Giorno is like in the foreground with his back to the camera, but just standing perfectly still between these two people, not contributing to the conversation at all. And in a pose that only speaks, yes, I'm here. Narantia is reclining on the couch with a blanket on his lower half and Trish is sitting in the concerned onlooker pose in a wooden chair. What's the concerned onlooker pose? That's where you're like leaning forward and your your chin is in your hands. Ah, and you're just like, oh no, I'm concerned. And I'm looking on. Oh no. (laughs) So Narantia's comeback. Uh, Narantia's all like, uh, yeah, he did. Duh. Obviously. It was my friggin' fault. Why would he not do that if I'm the one who let it happen? God. Now, I don't understand women's emotions or feelings. I don't think they work like mine do, but I'm thinking maybe you don't get the mafia. What, were you hoping Bruno was going to ask you if you're okay? Why are you so desperate to know more about him now? And Trisha's like, excuse me? I'm, I'm what? Pardon? Do you want to step over here and say that, Narantia? I have a stand now, buddy. (laughs) And then Narantia's like, okay, Rome is what's important. You can figure out your girly emotions later. And then he rolls over and he's like... Good comeback. Yeah. Real real strong, real uh, Narantia move. Meanwhile, let's go upstairs and steal that car. We want to find a car with a corpse with with the key in its hand nearby. Now, every time they said anything about that... I thought there's only one problem with that plan. They have to lean down to get the keys. Didn't really come up though, did it? No, it really didn't. (laughs) It's almost as though reaching down for Mr's gun and reaching down for keys, two completely separate mould-related events. And almost like reaching down to take a step with your foot after you've raised it is different to... Yeah! It's almost like this idea doesn't really hold up to close examination. Hmm, much like Jojo's Bizarre (laughs) Adventure. (laughs) So they're walking... Uh, they come to this, this, uh... A full arrest. Okay. Right before a staircase. Yeah, so there's this staircase that leads up to the next tier of the fishing village. It's very ominous. Good architecture in this fishing village. 
Is there? I suppose they're like wave breaks for stormy times. Well, I guess, but they could all just be like fancy, you go down here for fishing kind of... Oh, when you're the rich guy who wants to go on a fishing trip. Exactly, which is everyone in Italy. Mm. So on this staircase, which they're going up, there is a guy who's died, who's got like a six pack in his hands. I mean, wouldn't you have a six pack? Wait, is this the same guy from last time who's been drinking? No. Okay. So it's a different guy. It's a different guy. Who's been drinking. Yeah. Or was going home to drink even. Ah, classic. So they're standing there talking and being like, can you go get the car? Yeah, I can go get the car. Go get the car. Great, great. Okay, okay. I'll, get the car. I'll keep an eye out. You go get the car. Okay, great. I'll get the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mr. starts walking upstairs and then as they're talking, they get scared because a can falls out of the six pack as the hand disintegrates and bounces down the steps. Yep. Uh, and it goes like, Clang, clang, clang. And then it bounces out of sight behind the banister, but there's no final clang for it resting. And Bruno goes, Huh. Mr. Hurry the fuck up, there's something wrong. Go get the car. Mr. Stop. Hurry the fuck up. Go, go, go. (laughs) Look, mister. Something's up. Go get the car. Go up the stairs right now. And Mr.'s all like, But I am going up the stairs. And he's running in place on the stairs like he was Mario and he didn't have enough power stars to get up to fight Bowser. Ooh, that... That's too relatable, Liam. I'm not going to lie. Bruno grabs the last can and throws it down. Single bounce behind the banister, then no clang. Big trouble. Big trouble in Little Fishing Village. The clang gets absorbed, I believe, by something underneath the stairs. And Bruno's all like, oh, shit. This is trouble. We all got to go get the car now. So they're running up the stairs and they realise that as they're running up, the stairway itself is sinking and sliding down the wall that, you know, it's intended to lead up to the top Mm. of. Trouble. Big trouble in Little Bruno. Little Bruno does sound like some kind of sitcom where it's like, it's 1998. Little Bruno just wants to be a mob boss, but he has a little problem called... His dad's in the hospital. Oh, yeah, that. (laughs) Oh, man. Um... I've got a note here about how Mr's gun sinks into the staircase, but I'm not actually sure what caused that to happen. Well, didn't he try to shoot something and then he dropped it maybe? Or maybe bullets deflected and then they deflected again and then... No, no, he tries shooting the the ground later. Um, uh, I don't know then. Maybe he just dropped. Oh, I think gun. I think he was climbing with his gun in his hand and oh, like his hand went down under and right. couldn't get the gun back up. I believe in a gun down under. And he can't reach after it because big mold times. <gasps> he can't reach down and get mold. No. He's a living being. No. If only his inanimate object could be brought back by some kind of stand. And then the banister bits are sinking, are just vanishing too. Going like, do, 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 do. Climb, Mr. Go. I'm Bruno. I'll help you. Sticky fingers. And there's a good sound effect here, which is zaboom. <laughs> it's a good ridiculous moment where just a staircase is falling Mm -hmm. and it's really freaky for some reason he tries to punch the ground but he immediately sinks up to it and he's like up to his pecs yeah and bruno's like the ground underneath me is sinking but the ground is hard as rock i really like this shot actually because um we're seeing we're looking up through the ground at bruno Mm. and we can see while he's talking about how like even the ground feels hard as stone, even though I'm sinking into it. We can see uh, Seko sort of like swimming in and out of frame near mm. him. It's we- It's like, um, you know that bit in Jumanji where he starts falling into the floor because it's quicksand? Yes. It's like that, but more disturbing. And also there is like a 
No board game attached to this. True, not what I was driving at, but I was going to say there would be like a shark in the floor. Yes. Well, weren't there like giant spiders coming to crawl up and bite him? Well, the monsoon starts around that time, I'm pretty sure, which has crocodiles. Uh, Yes, does have crocodiles. Or is it alligators? I'm pretty sure it's crocodiles. Can we watch this movie again just to get it this holds fact up. correct? Does it? Yeah. Oh. Paris Shoes, um, oh. Van Pelt, oh, played man. by the same actor who plays his dad, Symbolism. Yeah. I don't like Safari Fathers. Keep going. They perturb me for so many reasons. Number one, they have guns. Why do did, why did dads need guns to shoot their it's own true, sons? True, dads don't... <laughs> like, <laughs> they don't need that. Well, no. how, how, Nick, how would you prefer dads <laughs> shot their sons? Uh, with a crossbow, oh, Liam. Oh, the gentleman's gun. Exactly. It takes a good while to load. In fact, even with a musket, that's not a real gun, is it? Actually, is a musket a gun? Yeah. Damn it. Then they just should shoot them with rocks. Mister's like, gotta get my gun back. Uh, and the sex pistols just like smash it up through the floor. And they're all like, yee-haw. Yep. As they do multiple times this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he shoots a, um, a nearby road sign on the, ba- on the, um, the edge of the, um, the next tier. And they're hanging off it. Now, again, Jojo's physics. He shoots at the sign. Yep. And it bends towards him. Oh, gosh, Nick. If only he had some sort of thing he could do where he could redirect his bullets so that they came at the sign from the other side. Yeah, but he doesn't, does he? I don't know. I was taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Sometimes JoJo's is just ridiculous, and then you go, yeah, but this other ridiculous thing makes it okay. And you're like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll pay yeah, that. And yeah. it rules either way. <laughs> so, yeah, they're hanging here, and they're talking like, oh, man, these guys are such a dynamic duo. We're in some serious trouble. And Mr's like, oh, what the fuck? Are they bound by the red string of fate or something? The red thread of Which fate? I believe is a... Um, a reference? Of course, yeah. yeah but yeah. A, um, it's a Japanese cultural thing about like people who are destined to be together in love are bound oh. at their souls are bound by the red string of fate. I was going to say, it seemed like a weirdly specific turn of phrase to be like the red thread instead of just being fate. Huh. Are we bound by the red thread of fate? No. We're, we're bound, bound by, by Red wa- Dead Redemption 2. two now available on Available on PC and PS4 you can at have, participating retailers. You can have those sweet testicular shrinkage. I am actually very tempted to get that game just for the story. Because I've never played Red Dead 1. I bounced off it after about two hours. Mm, is it not any good? Third time that I accidentally shot someone while I was trying to park a carriage, I was like, you know what, this is not for me. <laughs> Yeah, but that's just like the Wild West, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, here we go. Just lean it in. Just, pff, out there I go shooting them innocents again. Don't worry, harlots. You'll all be good. Pff, ah, dang. Sure. Yeah. They get up on the next level. They find this their precious car key corpse. <laughs> I forgot that that was the intent. But as they're climbing up, Bruno looks down and he sees Seko Sticking his camcorder up from the ground and being like, ha yes, I'm looking with the camcorder. Oh, I'm being very voyeuristic. Very sneaky. Suffering. Yes. And they realise that as they're starting to sink into the ground again, uh, he's coming for them and they're running and they're like, oh no, this is bad. Even if we make it to the car now, we'll never start it in time. Bruno looks at him and goes, or will we? Well, first Mr. is like, I'll shoot him with my gun. Oh yeah, that would make more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, I'll hold him off. I'm Guido Mister. I'm the most expendable remaining protagonist. <laughs> uh, he turns around and he shoots at the floor. And Bruno's like, no, don't. The ground is still hard. And 
the bullets all ricochet. Just just imagine, like in real life, yep. if you had a gun and said, no, I need to shoot the guy under the ground. And someone went, no, the ground is still hard. And you're like, I don't give a damn. I'll grab him. I'll shoot him the moment he's trying to grab me then. Ah. And he does that. But Seko spits something out of his mouth. Mayhaps another sugar cube. <laughs> a deadly sugar cube. Which that single cube Deflects redirects it. all three bullets. Yep, yep. And uh, Mister's like, oh no, he's got me. But I can also redirect bullets. And we see the bullets up in the sky curve back around and come at Seko from behind. And as they're about to hit him, he dives back into the floor and swims away. <gasps> that cunning bastard. Ugh. He goes off towards Bruno. He's like, oh what? He's going to try to come back and finish me at his leisure now that he's hurt me. Rude. I mean, yes. Go, Bucciarati, go. Start the engine. Leave me behind to die. I'm Mr. I'm the most expendable remaining protagonist. And Bruno's all like, well, we can't have you being the most expendable. No. I, Bruno Bucciarati. If we can all just drive out of the town, that's fine. But as long as we all head for Rome. No man left behind. That's right, I'm Bruno Bucciarati. <laughs> I like I like how he's, run, how he's running off. He puts the um. He takes a moment to put the turtle on the car roof. Mm. That's a nice touch. Just a nice little. Well, I mean, I know why we're here, and I need to go now. Mm-hmm. Bam, bam, all business. It's gonna be really awkward later when they're driving in the car, uh, when Bruno and Mister are driving in the car, and they're like, "Oh shit, we left the turtle <laughs> on the roof." <laughs> no, but wouldn't Coco Jumbo just slowly make his way inside the car? He's a very good driver. Can't open windows, Nick. Oh no. It's the one turtle weakness. Yep, that's the one turtle weakness. Famously, the Ninja Turtles. Sorry, tortoise weakness. They call it the turtle. Do they? Yeah. Even though it's clearly a tortoise? Yeah. God damn. Jojo, zero out of ten. If it can't get its biology right when someone in it has a PhD in biology, I mean, what is Who's that? It's Jodoro. Jodoro? Marine biology. Oh, marine biology. Turtle, turtle, tortoises. Torti. Tortoises. Yeah. Are land creatures. Oh, this explains why Jotaro had so much trouble with that rat. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yes, it does. If it was in, if it was an underwater creature, he could be like, "Don't worry, I know exactly how it thinks. I have a PhD in marine biology." But because it's on land, technically speaking, he was working on his PhD at the time. Yeah, so he would be the most knowledgeable about it. But if it's on land, he'd be like, "Oh no." I, I don't understand how it can work without currents. Nick, Bruno does something really cool right now. I want to stop being around the bush. Okay, let's do it. He runs. Whoa. He runs and he's like, so you're tracking me, huh? But can you actually see me when you're tracking me? And he jumps and he jumps over the side of the balcony and Guido is like, oh no. Um, <laughs> and he, we see him falling and we're expecting him to explode into mold at any second. And we see like little fragments in the air, but none of them take root in him. Why is that? And he's falling and he falls in slow time because it's cool. Uh, <laughs> and he's all like, well, 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 you're coming through the wall. But do you actually know where I'm headed? And he comes through the wall. Seko comes out and he's very much not expecting uh, to see uh, Bruno just hanging there. And Bruno's all like, don't think I didn't see through this little ruse. <laughs> what a good one liner. <laughs> don't think I didn't see through this ruse. I know your little ploys, gimp man. He punches him in the face a lot. A and river dirty. And he's all like, uh, it's bam. This is such a freaking cool moment, actually. I don't want to undersell it. Because he's upside down, yep. punching the shit Falling out of him. Falling through the sky. As mold can't take root in him. Yeah. But why is that, Liam? We'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. 
So, and like, uh, Sekiro like wangs a rebar at him and then swims away and we see him crying in his cave. He just like sprints back into his little hidey hole. Yep. And Bruno's all like, well, now I fall. That's fine. Cool. I'm Bruno. Yep. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Sekiro's crying, my beautiful face here in my cave. Gollum, <laughs> Gollum. Yes, my beautiful face, children. Um, so at this point... He's licking the blood with his massive Gene Simmons-esque tongue. Yeah, so at this point I was like, oh, his tongue deflected the bullets, right? No, no. that still doesn't make any sense. And he's sense. making whining sounds like he's a dog. Uh, uh, would we call it a dog? Yeah. More like a crying man. Or a crab. Yeah, more like a crab. More like a whining crab. He calls his best friend Chicolata. Hey girl, what's up? Why are you calling me? Um, I'm very scared. Did you hear about Notorious B.I.G., the stand that they killed the user, but the user hated them so much that his stand persisted and chased them? Yes, I did hear about Notorious B.I.G., the stand whose user died, but his hatred was so strong that it persisted. Why? What do you need to know, buddy? If Notorious B.I.G. were here, would your stand Green Day? Would its spores take root in it, even though it's a dead stand? Why the fuck are you asking me this? Because I'm so scared. (gasps) Well, I guess so. (laughs) Goes on a long thing about how... Mog doesn't grow on rocks. Quit wasting time and film those guys dying. (laughs) I need my orgasm and I need it now, boy. But hark, look upon that hill. See the lights of those headlights driving away? Why, they've already escaped. What? But how can that be? We were just talking on the phone just now. For like five minutes. It was not that long. It was like a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. But they're already 20 minutes away. Yep, so they're driving away. It's um, it's Mr. Giorno in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And Bruno's driving. Yeah. Coco Jumbo is somewhere. Oh no, we left him on the roof. Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, Narantia and... Uh, yeah, Jorno climbs out of the turtle, leaves it on the roof and gets into the car. <laughs> it's like, sorry, you two. Noble sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Narantia and Trish are both in the turtle somewhere. Yep, unseen for the remainder of this episode. Yep. Wow, Mr. you really scared me, Bucciarati, says Mr. I thought when you jumped down there, you would have died. But I guess you just hung off the wall and didn't fall far enough for the mold. Bruno doesn't say anything. Jorno's like, hey, Mr., Go to sleep now. All right. And he just rests his head. He's like, oh, good. No, I'm not going to get I'm... into the turtle and stretch out on one of the couches or anything. Nah, just sit there. Yep. Um, Bruno. What is that? Like, go what? away, mister. The adults need to talk now. Yeah. I, Bruno Bucciarati, am an adult. I, Giorno Giovanna, am I'm an adult. I'm 15. <laughs> I, Guido Mister, the oldest of the bunch, am not an adult. <laughs> They're driving. Is silence. And Jono's like, vroom, vroom. wait a minute, look at that wrist. It's fucked up. It's like, a, And we get a better look at it later in another shot, but we can see like the flesh has all been torn away down to the bone on the right side of his right wrist. It's like green on the inside. It's gross. Um, Jono's all like, no. Puts his hand up to Bruno's neck. Bruno does not react. And uh, Jono's all like, he's so cold. And your heart isn't really pumping blood. Hey, did you say something, Jono? Are you dead? Yeah. <laughs> oh, because he's dead all along. Nick kept saying that while we were watching the episode. Literally before this point, every like three minutes or so, I was like, oh, because he's dead all along. Mm. I get it now. Mold can't grow on rocks. Of course. Because they're dead. A rolling stone gathers no mold. Oh, I hate that song. 
I, I suppose I don't have much time left. I've been losing more and more feeling in my skin. Or perhaps I never had any at all. I said, it sounds like he's got depression. See, I said, what, he won't have any more skin? Yeah, because like, you misinterpreted that. But, but to be fair, he has, over the course of this adventure, lost more and more skin. That's also true. So Soon I won't have any skin left on one particular side of my face. And then, what will I feel? What will you call me, Jorno, when I have <laughs> two very distinct halves of my face? I don't know, probably Bruno Bucciarati. Oh, that makes sense. That is my name. <laughs> Why don't they just call him? Instead of calling him Two-Face, they just call him his actual name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, they've all met him before. He's a public figure. What's his name? Harvey Dent. Why don't they just call him Harvey Dent? Because now he's been subsumed by the sinister personality of Two-Face, which is then later subsumed by the even more sinister personality of One-Face. And of course, perhaps one day, all three will be united and we can finally achieve... Three and a face. Half. Yeah, three face makes more sense. I was thinking you'd have three and a half face because um, the sum is greater than... Wait, no. You round whole... up. Yeah, you round <laughs> up to three and a half. <laughs> Could you imagine if it's like, that's it, Batman. I've achieved mathematical perfection. I rounded up three and a half faces. And Batman's just there going... Wait, this is too stupid. I'm out. I hate maths. Bye. <laughs> Any grappled guns away? No, but what am I meant to do? But I'm poisoning the water supply. Yeah, you do that, yeah, man. Call me when you've got a better gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> but Bruno, when you saved Trish, I saved you. I, I did it. My stand can do whatever I wanted to. Uh, yeah, but see, I was dead the whole time. So yeah. There's no stand out there that can bring the dead back from the... From living. the living. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Dead back from the brink. Ah. There you go. From the beach. <gasps> Death Stranding. Death Stranding. <laughs> of course, next week we'll be recording the um, dumbest episode of our Patreon podcast that Nick has suggested. <laughs> and for some reason, I ex- enthusiastically oh, agreed to. And I'm, I'm entirely so expecting that when we run out of ways to talk about two children's toys for an hour, uh-huh. I am just going to pivot the episode into Death Stranding. Liam, you don't understand. We're going to be talking about two toys for a good fucking hour. Phosphorescent skeleton. That's one of them. And bouncing ball. Maybe. I can't remember what the other one is. Okay. It might be Lego. The distillation of Western philosophy. I could talk about Lego for a while. We could all talk about Lego. Bring it back to Bionicles. I mean, we've already had an episode about Bionicles. Yeah. I got more to say. I got more to say about rampant consumerism and bionicle law. What was behind that other door, Liam? Well, of course, famously when um, Takanuva and Makuta underwent fusion and became Takuta Nuva, Uh um, their two masks were sort of fused and split down the centre. So Uh the mask of light was on one side and the mask of shadows was on the other, which you could argue... Made them a sort of, um, if I could just coin a phrase um, and flip that coin and it has two different sides for a second, uh-huh. um, sort of a two-face type figure. No, I was going to say uh, they would be called two halves. Two half face, if you will. Almost and of like course, a... two halves equal a whole. <laughs> they call them whole One face. face. <laughs> you know what? I would love... Is this the dumbest recurring joke we've ever had? <laughs> No, I can think of two that are dumber. 
List them. Uh, I can even lift this rock. Okay, yep. And uh, dead dogs. Okay, yep, you got me there. Yeah. It's definitely the most convoluted recurring joke we've had. (laughs) Yes. You'd have to go back a long way to be like, why the fuck are they talking about Two-Face? I can't even really remember. (laughs) If anyone knows Two-Face origins joke... Do, do you reckon... Abs- of course, two, Two-Face Origins joke was, of course, the um the famous Two-Face origin story comic book, which defined the character for years to come. It's so hot in here. It's 38 degrees and we don't have aircon. And it's not even like... It's a nice dry heat is normally the excuse we can use, but it's really humid in here. Why is it so moist in your house, Liam? I don't know. Oh, so hot and humid. Liam, you know what that means. What? I don't know. I was asking you for some kind of wish. So Jorno's like... <laughs> okay. No, but I, I'm magical. I'm sure I can fix this too. I can fix anything. And, and Bruno's all like... Nah, mate. Look, my time has come. I was already dead. You could say that my eyes are the eyes of heaven. You don't know what that means. No, but I can guess. What do you think that means? Um, does it mean something to do with fate? Yes. Does it mean something to do with one of the characters in JoJo's? Kind of. Does it mean that Bruno has the eyes of heaven? No. Does it mean Cars comes back? No. Does it mean Dio's back? Yes. Because... And this time he brought friends. Because he shines down everyone with the eyes of heaven. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. I am the best at figuring out words. Bruno, who couldn't hear anyone talking to him in the same car, mere moments ago, is now like, shh, do you hear that? I'm, I'm trying to figure out what it is, but it's coming closer. There's no cars following us. I don't hear anything. Shut up, Jorno. I'm trying to listen to something that should be really quiet. Then a mouldy body smashes through their windshield. Dear God, it must be a helicopter. And there is indeed a helicopter up in the sky dropping mould on them and bodies. I love that the entire time the helicopter's in view, it makes no sound. <laughs> yeah. Literally no I, I never no thought sound. about that. Yeah. Like, it's not making the normal... Foom, foom, foom I mean, it would be pretty obnoxious if they, had to, if they just had that drone going the whole time. Yeah. And then we'd really hate those characters even more. Oh no, this road goes downhill. Quick, get out of the car. Bruno... Flips the car, then while it is flipping, leaps into the backseat, grabs Mr. and Giorno, unzips the car, jumps through, puts a zip on the side of the road to arrest their momentum and brings them all to safety. Now, I'm not saying that Giorno is no longer the protagonist. Who would have thought that the power to make zips was even more versatile and powerful than the power to turn living creatures into animals? (laughs) You mean anything into animals, right? And plants. And plants. Sorry, yes, I misspoke. Um, the ability to turn inanimate objects into plants and animals. I would have thought that because Bruno's too cool for school. Giorno is like getting really angry at Chocolata now. He's like, subconsciously, stands are manifestations of a user's subconscious. And if they have guilt about their actions, they might subconsciously pump the brakes. But this guy doesn't have any brakes. He enjoys the cruelty. That's the source of his power. No Cl- breaks. Why is he Clint Eastwood? I don't know. It seemed right. <sighs> and he like he looks he looks the most emotive we've ever seen him. That's true. He doesn't have the blank face of oh I've got a dream. He's got a dream. He's got a dream. <laughs> it's frozen, I think. No, tangled. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen tangled. Oh, well, you you 
Did I? Did a pretty pitch perfect imitation of the song. Well, what can I say? I'm just that musically inclined. So, yes, everything is going nuts in Rome because of all the spores. There's a little girl who just, like, drops dead and her father is like, I'll go get a doctor. I'll run down this hill. And they're like, no, don't run down hill. And he takes, like, three steps and dies. He just evaporates. Overlooking, uh, onlookers overlooking on their balconies are like, let me just crane my head downwards to get a better look at what's going on down there. Disintegration. Yeah. And there's cars crashing and... Everything's just gone to hell. And they're like, oh, this is bad. Because not only are there three million people in Rome who this guy is perfectly willing to just kill, but also the man in the Colosseum might be in danger. <gasps> That's right, we're going to the Colosseum. That's right, Destination Rome, the Colosseum. Uh, I didn't remember because it wasn't in the title. To see a mysterious hacker portrayed named. by... No, no, you go first. I was going to say named Fate, but go on. Oh, I was going to say named the hacker and portrayed by Christopher Lloyd as seen in Cyberchase. <laughs> as portrayed by Christopher Lloyd as seen in Back to the Future 3. Oh. That's right. Hacker man. Mister, says Bruno, what's the range in your gun? Can you reach that helicopter? It doesn't matter. Shoot the helicopter. Bang, bang. And Mister's like, the gun. okay, but wait, no, I definitely can't reach from this range. It's no good. Oh no, anyone... no, hang on. I'm sorry. You were right. Bang, bang goes the gun. Mm. And then, oh no, Seko is also in the helicopter and he blocks all the bullets. Uh, and then Seko flops to the ground. Wouldn't it have been great if he just disintegrated? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't understand why this happened, but they basically go, oh, because you shot and he like deflected the bullets, he can safely go to the ground. I, I don't think that happened. But it did. That's what they said. I don't think they did. I thought they did. I don't, I, I don't think so. I think so. I think it was like he's there and he deflected the bullets and now he's underground coming to get us. I thought he just like flopped to the ground he because did. he deflected he like, the bullets. No, he flopped to the ground because he just wanted to come and kill them. Hmm. Hmm. That would, that also makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's just like, it's actually a really funny. Sploosh. It's a really funny sound as yeah. well. It's just like a. Good form dive. All the boys are like. Well done. Ten, you... ten, and then Jorno's like eight. Ooh, Jorno's salty yeah. about his Six. ruined, ruined swimming career. <laughs> he once had a blue dream, and then it got taken away by none other than the ocean. Mister, concentrate on the helicopter. I'll deal with the underground guy. Don't be silly, Bruno. My bullets can't possibly reach up that high. And then Jorno's like, but together we can do anything. And he... Mister's holding out his gun and aiming and then Giorno like sidles up and caresses his body against him and grabs the gun hand and like adjusts the aim and it's like we hear the gold experience sound mm. that, that he's like those crinkle tinkles don't worry guns are what bring men together and this is what brings us together mister pow 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 oh look Giorno I've told you we'd miss hits a building and he's like, oh, if anyone knows the range of this gun, it's me, Guido Mister. No, mister, we hit exactly what we wanted to. Look, now big roots and branches and vines are growing out of that building and arresting the helicopter. Oh. Because you have magical powers. Oh, dead all along. Just like when we fought Giacho and you turned my bullets into plants. Oh, it's the same thing. Team attacks. Groups better than alone themes of the show. Jorno and Mister would have, if they were in a Chrono Trigger style JRPG, mm -hmm. they this would be like their um, team up attack. Mm. Just shoot bullet, bullet plant into plant. Yeah, yeah. 
I got shot with this bullet. Oh no, the bullets are ants and they're eating me. <laughs> Fuck, that'd be horrifying. Yeah, awful. Woo. Oh boy. Go guys, go get that helicopter. I'll deal with underground man. And like he's sort of half turning and looking over his shoulder as they're running away. And good shot. End of app. Great, great shot, great pose, great framing. Great app, great times. Oh, there was also a great moment where each recognising what they had to do, um, Bruno's eyes were on the top half of the screen and then in a different cutaway on the bottom half of the screen were Giorno's eyes and they both had steely gazes. They're like, we know what must be done. Yeah, let's go do it. And Mr. is like, I'm also here. (laughs) I have the gun. I'm important. They call me gun haver. (laughs) They call me... Responsible firearm owner. So, Nick, what are our highlights and lowlights for this episode? My highlight is gonna be Bruno finally fucking acknowledging that he was dead the whole time. That's fair. Because, he oh my god. much time left. Yeah, no, that's a good uh, ultimatum to have. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I'm gonna die at the end of this fight, so uh, cherish the Enjoy time. Enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. Just kind of like, oh shit, Bruno, fuck, okay. My highlight is when Bruno took that dive and fucked up Seko's face. So you can't see where I'm coming from. Yeah. Well, I guess I punch you now. Yep. Good times. Yep. Bruno has a lot of good moments in this act. He's pretty cool. He has a weird number of protagonist good moments. Low lights. My low light is probably just going to be the weird drawn out bit with... like, if Notorious B.I.G. was here, do you think that mold would grow on him? Yeah, just ask what you're asking, yeah. Seko. Instead of just being like, is Bruno alive or dead? Hey, Chicolata, what if Bruno's dead and that means the mold won't grow on him? Well, he can't possibly be dead, unless he is. Uh, um, my low light is the awkward turtle conversation. Oh, yeah. Well, women don't have emotions, so it's not really a low light. Jono's like, I wish I wasn't in the room for this. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Jono? Maybe if, just... they don't, if I don't say anything, they won't acknowledge me in their, their arguments. Why does he just stand there in that pose the whole time? <laughs> because his clothes are so gaudy too, so it's impossible to not notice him. Oh, God, it's so weird. Like, he just stands there the whole time with his hand, not even in a pocket, just there. Yeah. Just like... In this one gun hand pose yeah. as well? You're like, what are you doing? So, Nick. Yes. Bruno doesn't have much time left. Naranchi is in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Trish is in the turtle. Um, the helicopter has been bound by roots and vines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Giorno and uh, Mister are going to go deal with that. Meanwhile, Bruno Bucciarati is going to go deal with Seko underground. What will happen next time in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 Vento Oreo in the episode entitled Green Day and Oasis Part 2? Okay. I reckon they're going to kill Green Day and Oasis. Ah. Yeah. Both of them. That's right. Both Chocoletto and... Both Cornetto. Both Cornetto and Gimpman. <laughs> okay. Here's how I think it's going to go down. Bruno, in his wisdom, will be all, Hey, guys. I'm going to murder this guy, but I can't do it alone and I know I can't, which is why at the last moment I'm going to sacrifice myself in order to pull it off. Bye. And they're going to be like, Bruno. No. Um, How will he do that? Zips. Maybe he just pulls. Zips him down to the center of the earth. Exactly. (laughs) Maybe it'll be something weird like he knows he can't beat him because he has to go down and he's the only one that can go down. So... He'll take him down, but then the mold will start growing on him or something to that effect because he's not really dead. 
Oh, he's still alive in his heart. Exactly. And so then he'll be taken over by the mold. He'll beat Gimp Man, but then be taken over by the mold and die. And be like, well, it was worth it. Now I die. Yeah. So he has to go down in order to do that, but that's fine. Great. Uh, meanwhile, what's going on with Chicolata? Uh, Chicolata will be all, yeah, sure, try and get me. I've got like boys. 12 more Seccos back home. This is no big loss to me. <laughs> do you know how many sugar cubes I carry on me at any given time? Those things deflect bullets. Um, it's a good thing I had this sugar cube in my breast pocket. Otherwise, when Mr. tried to shoot me, I could have been shot. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Maybe it will be a matter of time. No, the exact opposite, because otherwise the entirety of Rome's going to die. Yeah. Maybe it'll just be, Mr. will continue to shoot him. Maybe they'll, like, climb up some weird vine thing that Jono mm-hmm. makes. Yep. And then Mr. will just keep shooting the helicopter. And they'll blow up the helicopter? Yes. Alright. Yes, more or less that. Will Mr. shoot himself at all? Well, yeah. That's how he solves the problems. It's Mr. Like, what else is he going to fucking do? Fair enough. Yeah, so he'll shoot himself in order to... Destroy something in the helicopter. Is Doppio going to show up at all? No. Okay. No, no Doppio yet. However, we'll get through these two stand battles and then we might just get to the Colosseum. Ah, and, and we'll see. Someone else? Not Doppio though. I think someone else will be watching from afar. Oh, will we see Mysterious Hacker Man? Not yet. We'll meet him next episode. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, we forgot to read the Oasis Jojo Valley commentary this week, oh. but uh, this battle is still ongoing, so we'll do it next week. Okay. Also, it's 38 degrees. Yeah, it probably will be next week too. Shit. Until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued. <laughs>